Today, delegates passed three resolutions addressing their concerns about the rollout of drug decriminalization policies in the province. The most contentious debate, of course, occurred um, uh, during a vote which came around the request for the province to further regulate the possession and use of illicit drugs in places where children gather, uh, including bus stops and beaches, which goes beyond park spaces. Now, you may recall uh, the federal government gave the province approval for uh, changes to the uh, decriminalization program earlier this month, which banned illicit drug possession within 15 meters of playgrounds, spray parks, wading pools, and skate parks. That started on September 18th. Now, Langley City Mayor Nathan Pahal spoke out against the resolution today, and he joins us now. Mr. Pahal, thank you for speaking to us today. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, well, lots to talk about today at UBCM and uh, a lot of uh, resolutions and conversations, uh, a lot of conversation around uh, drug decriminalization. Uh, and part of the conversation was a motion where um, delegates were debating whether to further regulate the possession and use of illicit drugs in places where children gather. And they wanted to expand that to include bus stops and beaches uh, and uh, beyond just park spaces. Uh, you spoke against that. Speak to me why you did that. So I think there's sort of the theory in what you're talking about in decriminalization, and then there's the on-the-ground reality. So prior to the pilot, uh, all these drugs were illegal, uh, but you would find that uh, just to the sheer uh, human nature of it, uh, there wasn't any, um, no, no police officer is going to arrest someone uh, who's addicted uh, suffering on the streets and put them in jail, nor will Crown Council or the courts uh, put somebody with jail time. So really, decriminalization is really an acknowledgement of what's already happening today. Uh, what are you seeing in your community? So Langley City, uh, of course, you know, we follow and are part of all provincial regulation. We had all these rules on the books, whether it was the actual illegal uh, substance uh, use stuff that's obviously provincial or federal, but even within our own bylaws, you know, we don't allow um, what we would call um, uh, illicit drugs, I guess, would be what was written in our, our bylaw, but really it's just unregulated drugs in general. Now, again, that's on the books, but does that have a meaningful impact on the number of people who are dying due to toxic drugs? Is it actually getting people into treatment? Uh, no, it is not. Uh, now, the, the federal government did give the province approval for changes to the decriminalization program earlier this month, uh, where basically illicit drugs were banned within 15 meters of uh, playgrounds, spray parks, wading pools, skate parks, where essentially kids, uh, kids would play. Uh, I understand your point, uh, but do you think sometimes you need to bring in this type of uh, program, uh, these rules in, just so the public at least feels a little safer and are more content with the experiment of decriminalization, that perhaps you need to go through this process that does include bus stops and perhaps other locations so that the, the public indeed feels safe, or at least perhaps it may be the perception of safe, but do feel safer be, that, these rules are, that these rules are in place. Absolutely. And so when we had the conversation about playgrounds, I think uh, that's something that I would be supportive of. Now, again, on the ground reality is uh, folks aren't consuming um, unregulated drugs on the swing sets uh, when kids are there. But I appreciate that concern, and I was definitely supportive of that. But when you move it again to the the next level, um, it's really just, you know, without saying it, going back to the original position. Regardless, this is all sort of ideology and not on-the-ground reality. 
so we can have these conversations about should things be, you know, decriminalized or criminalized. At the end of the day, though, we haven't been throwing people in jail for a small possession of uh, uncontrolled uh, drugs. And again, it's not solving the problem. If this solved the problem, we would have no problems today. It would have been solved 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. The fact on the ground is that people are dying on our streets and people do not have access to treatment and the mental health care support that they need. That is the real issue. Uh, now, some have said, look, uh, if the treatment centers were there, if that other wraparound service was there, uh, they might be able to get be- get behind this. Do you think it was a mistake to bring in something up like like decriminalization when some have argued we just don't have the resources or, or at this point haven't set aside the resources for more treatment centers, more wraparound services, that inevitably whatever uh, comes of this decriminalization program for the next three years, it will ultimately fail because the other things aren't in place? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think what the problem is, is decriminalization and the conversation around it is a distraction from the real issues that we're experiencing in our communities. So, you know, let's not worry about decriminalization right now. Let's actually worry about making sure people have access to safe supply, that people aren't dying every day on our streets and in our homes, and that people who need the help, the mental health um, care, the detox, the access to uh, replacement therapies, that's what we need. And uh, so that's where I'd rather focus on instead of just having these sort of ideological conversations about criminalization or decriminalization that, to your point, doesn't change anything on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you think, uh, and, and, I, and I don't mean to focus on this, but I, just based on what I've been hearing on air, and, you know, I think people are generally very compassionate and empathetic, but if you don't have some sort of enforcement, you don't have the treatment centers and the other wraparound services already set in place, or at least uh, you know a set of rules put in place that this is where we're going with decriminalization. I think the public would come would come along to this conversation and and be willing to buy in. But don't you set up this program, the decriminalization conversation, to complete failure because those other processes and other resources haven't been set in place? I just don't know after three years how authorities can say this is a complete success uh, and not many members of the public buying it when you go we've decriminalized but are we anywhere further that's the i guess the core question at the end of the day do you you think we're already setting this program up to fail i i agree so right now with decriminalization without um safe supply without access to treatment it's not going to do anything and things are going to stay where they are or get worse i agree with you Mm -hmm. um in your community, uh, it's a small community when it comes to size, but it is fast growing. Uh, I was out there not too long ago. Um, is that the core issue? Is, is it still lack of resources, lack, lack of treatment centers, all of those types of things? I think you have like a third or fourth largest homeless population right now in British Columbia. Yeah, um, so I can't comment on BC. I know the numbers in Metro Vancouver. It's the third largest unhoused counted population uh, in our region, which is unfortunate. Uh, we are the eastern uh, urban core, and we're 10 square kilometers. So it's really very pronounced, and it's something that as a community uh, we've been trying to address for many years. And what we've come to right now is working on getting all our nonprofit agencies together, Fraser Health, and really it wasn't being managed by the city. Uh, but we've come to the realization that if we're going to move forward in a meaningful way, in a coordinated way, uh, that actually delivers a meaningful change, our municipality is going to have to take 
the lead on that coordination. And that's what we're working on now. We're trying to identify those gaps and then together as a municipality with nonprofits, faith community, our citizens um, bring forward to the provincial government and those that have the power to make change. These are the challenges in our community. This is what we agree on. This is what we as a citizenry, as our nonprofits, as people with that lived experience that need the supports uh, want to see delivered in Langley City. And I think that's going to be really powerful, and we've never done that before. Mm. I think that's going to meaningfully move the dial to get resources that are actually going to help uplift people in our community, stop the deaths, and get people the treatment that they want. Nathan, uh, always great to chat with you. Thanks for your time today. Look forward to speaking to you soon. Yeah, it was great chatting.